welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here. I am back. Yes, I took a mid-season break to deal with moving house, which can always be a little bit stressful and there's a lot to do when you move place. Everything went really smoothly. I'm recording this from my new place at the moment uh, and I thought it was a good opportunity to take a step back from the podcast just for a few weeks so I could focus on the move, but also just to have a little bit of a break. Uh, it is quite time consuming doing a podcast, even though I love it to bits, but obviously editing, recording, uh, the preparation that goes into planning episodes is a lot. So it was good to have a little bit of a break. I hope you're all well. And the podcast is going to be a little bit different moving forward and it's going to continue to change and evolve over the next six to 12 months, I would say. So we've got half a year left, which means half a season left. And I really want to focus on improving the podcast over the next six months so that when we hit season three, we are even bigger and better than what we are now. So there's a few changes to the podcast I want to just rattle off before I get into this episode. And this is one of them. So I normally don't do these intros for guest episodes, but I thought to change it up a bit. The intro music no longer has me speaking over the top of it. It's just a snippet of intro music. And then I thought for each guest episode, you can have me just introducing the guest a little bit and the topic at hand. If you follow me on my social media accounts, so the Facebook page and the Instagram account, as well as the website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com, you'll notice that the podcast has a brand spanking new logo. Uh, shout out to my dear friend Charlie from Will It The Label for doing amazing handiwork on that. I'm so excited with how it turned out and the response I've gotten has been great. So we have a new logo. There's a new intro style. Uh, we have new episodes coming. Everything's new. Everything's changing and improving. I'm really excited for the next few episodes in terms of guests. Uh, and I'm really excited for how the podcast is going to evolve over the next six to 12 months. So I'm going to stop rambling in a minute, but this episode that we've got coming up right now is with a man named Glenn Kossar. Uh, Glenn is a life and business coach. He is a consultant. He works with uh, businesses and individuals on how to improve their lives and the way in which they run their businesses. And I guess overcoming obstacles, overcoming fears, uh, and that sort of thing. So he's a really deep soul. Um, you'll get that through the podcast. He's a very uh, worldly man. He has a lot of great ideas. Uh, he's very inspiring. I find him very calming to talk to. We had a really great time recording the episode. I met Glenn at a book club probably about 18 months ago. And um, he bought a copy of my book at the book club and when he arrived at my place uh, the other week to do the recording, he brought the book with him and he had all these tabs and post-it notes attached to pages in the book of the chapters and ideas that I guess resonated with him. And it made me really chuffed uh, to see that. I love when people scribble all throughout the book and make notes and actually take information from it and use it as a guide to to their life. So Glenn's an awesome guy. I can't wait for you guys to hear the episode. I do just want to disclaim that 
The audio on this episode is not great. Uh, I did have a few technical issues in post, I guess you could say. So I do want to apologize to the listeners for that. And you will probably notice it a little bit, but hopefully you still get a lot out of the episode and really focus on what Glenn is saying because he's got some amazing advice and words of wisdom. Uh, And the good news on the audio equipment front is that I've got some new equipment coming through. I actually ordered a really cool set of recording equipment just yesterday. So uh, hopefully moving forward, all the episodes will sound professional as fuck. I don't know why I just said that. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm going to stop talking. Listen to the episode. I can't wait uh, to hear what you think. And I really hope you get something out of my chat with Glenn Cossa. Welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Today I am joined by Glenn Cossa, who is an author and life and business coach. So Glenn provides guidance to others on how to reach their full potential and achieve their goals. He has released two books, his latest called From Fear to Gratitude, Affirmations to Build a Positive Future and Eliminate Those Negative Thoughts, which has helped frame what this episode is about today. We're learning about how to love the shit out of fear. So welcome to the podcast, Glenn. Hi, and, and thank you. And I'm so happy to be here. Yay. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Awesome. And, uh, can I say at the outset that I, I love loving the shit out of life, <laughs> your, your book. And you can see I've tagged thank certain you. parts that I enjoy. Yes, Glenn has got lots of tabs in the book and has shared with me a few of his favourite chapters, which I always love to hear. Uh, so I thought to start off with Glenn, we could get you just to tell us a bit about yourself, your journey to becoming a consultant and the work that you do, but also becoming an author. Okay. Um, well, look, I'll start with a fun fact. Um, I was, yes. <laughs> let's start at the beginning. Okay. I was born in 1955, um, but on the same day that the world saw the very first theme park open, and it was in a place called Anaheim, uh, USA, mm-hmm. and it was by a fellow called Walt Disney, and he called it Disneyland. I think was... I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been lucky enough to, to visit there twice mm-hmm. and loved, loved every minute of it. So then fast forward to today, so that there's a, there's a, a lot of history back there. Um, but I, I, look, I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney in a place called Green Valley, and I pursued a career of some 40 years in the corporate world, mainly in human resources and business planning. Mm. So that, that's, that's my, my background. Yeah. Um, and about six years ago, I took a leap of faith to uh, run my own business as a life coach and a business coach. And uh, I was actually talking to my, my, my uh, best friend, uh, Timo Tolvan, who's, who actually builds guitars and performs on stage. And um, he said, uh, good, good idea, Glenn, but um, nobody knows who you are. And he, and, and he said, uh, you're going to struggle with uh, getting people to come to you. And he said, it's not like you've written a book or anything. And then I thought, I can write a book. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and so I did. Uh, and and that's the, that was the first one, which is the, yes, I can handle three things for now. Um, awesome. And, and basically, it's, 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 a, it's a simple way of, uh, of people saying, well, I could either do three things well I could do 103 things and not feel fulfilled in what I'm doing, mm. and that's a, that's a, what I, I discovered uh, in my in my own life and in business is that seems to be a, a big barrier. Is that is we put a lot of um, emphasis on doing a lot of stuff yeah. and achieving things, 
and not necessarily getting it right. Mm. Um, and if we, if we focus and we're a bit more strategic, we're able to, to be happier um, with, with what we're doing and be, be able to achieve things. Mm. So um, that was, that was the, the, if you like, the inspiration for that first book. Um, and uh, I've been able to use that as part of my, as a, as a broad tool for coaching, life coaching, individuals and also uh, business coaching. Yeah. I personally, uh, a philosophy I have is I don't see that the, that you are able to separate the two. Mm. Um, people talk about making sure that they separate their life and their business. I think that's impossible. Mm. I think what, what we can do is we manage it uh, and we accept that we are a whole person. I mean, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't chop off your arm because that's the one that you, you do most of your work with yeah. when you come home. Um, and you can't switch off. Mm. And a lot of people struggle with that. Should. It's like they want to be two separate things. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, there's a reason why you've started your business or you've gone into business in the first place, and that's probably yeah. come from within, mm. you know, who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah exactly, mm. exactly. And, and obviously, you know, if, you, if you, you are, if you do have clients and you have customers, you don't bring them home to your, to your lounge room. Mm. So that's something that we, we do have a separation. Yeah. But you're obviously con continually thinking about things. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to what I call a balance. And things that I look at is uh, work, rest and play and keeping those things in balance. Yeah. You know, work is important because that's, that's how, we, how we identify ourselves and the things that we're passionate about and we want to achieve. Um, rest, we need to sleep yeah. um, and eat and do all mm. those sorts of things. And play is just as important, if not mm. probably more important. Um, and quite often when I'm talking to business clients, it's you know, I get a pulled face. Mm. Well, what are you talking Play. about? You know, I don't have time for that. I'm running a serious mm. business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the biggest pushback I get. And I've got to, to work hard to let people know that when, that when we're playing, we're actually learning teamwork. We're learning leadership. We're learning resilience. Yes. We're learning problem solving in a, in a, in a way that is um, uh, not so consequential. Mm. And you and if you're watching young children, which I just adore, mm. being around because they know how to play naturally. They haven't learnt not to play. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we have so much fun. Mm. Um, and it doesn't matter if things get stuffed up. Mm. They just turn around and say, "I'm going to do something else now." Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and, that's and they just do it. And they just do it. And, they just and that's do resilience. It. And mm. you either go along with them mm. or you don't, and it doesn't matter. Mm. So, and that's part of the three things philosophy yeah. that I've applied to, to uh, helping people um, uh, declutter their life, if you like, mm. uh, and get more balance into, into things. And usually when people do come to me in a distressed state, uh, either with their business and otherwise, they're trying much too hard uh, to do something right. uh, rather than try and find that balance instead. Mm. Um, there was this one particular uh, client I went her name, but um, I, I ended up uh, dubbing her with, with a lot of affection as, as being a tornado, mm. um, and that's the way that she would operate, mm. uh, and, I, and I said, it's okay to do everything, but we need to do it in balance. Yeah. You know, what are you doing at home? You know, how, how are you, what are you spending time on with your family? Mm. Those, those sorts of things, and it was a bit of a wake-up call as, to, as to, to the fact that you know, she needed that balance. Hard work is just... Enough, yeah, and it was impacting on, on how she was succeeding, mm. and she didn't like it. Uh, and so that was um, that was something that was very helpful in that, in that sense. Fantastic. So um, 
Yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the last six six years, um, and and refining the the story that the, the second book came mm -hmm. about uh, because in the first book I've got a chapter on tools, and amongst those there's the the tools that I've got in there are things like having a, a balanced budget, writing journals, right. uh, uh, talking to people, getting a perspective on things, um, doing uh, doing things like um, spontaneous. Uh, acts of kindness for others, um, but also the, the affirmation mm. and the power of, of, of what we say to each other mm. and how we talk to each other. Um, and we've all, we've all had that experience where, um, you, know, we, we, uh, you know, you might come home after a particularly tough day or you've had a, a fight with someone um, and our, our first instinct is to be quite critical of ourselves. Very much so. Mm. And uh, and you know if you if you were going through a really tough time, and your very best friend uh, turned to you and said, you know, you're an idiot. You're not. Mm. You know, why would you do something as as cruel mm. as that? You know, look look at you. You, you know, you're overweight. You're, you you haven't got any makeup on. Your hair's a mess. Mm. You're not dressed proper, properly. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. You know you you know and, and you would feel as you probably mm. now. Yeah. Too, what a horrible Whoa. thing to say to somebody. <laughs> and this is coming from your best friend. Yeah. But we are our own best friend. Mm. And if we talk to ourselves like that, why are we doing that to ourselves? Yeah. And so that that's the that's the power of the affirmation. Mm. Is is it's not it's not wishful thinking. It's not um, it's a little bit of an extension to the concept of positive thinking. Yes. But to the extent that, you know, we can we can say to ourselves, um, you're doing okay. Mm. You have your stuff done, um, and there's some things that you did really well, mm. and maybe we can build on that, yeah, um, and, and talk ourselves into a position where we, where we can feel a little bit better yeah. about what, it, what we're doing and bring things back into some balance, yeah. And that's something that we can do for ourselves, and we should do. I think we absolutely should do. How have affirmations become a big part of your life? Is this something that you discovered before you kind of went on this journey of you know the business that you've started? in terms of the coaching or is it something you've discovered throughout this journey? I think it's something that I've discovered throughout um, and, I, and I say think because I've, you know, it's, it's I've happened across it by accident more mm. than anything else um, and in my, in my career in, in human resources I think one of the reasons why I was successful in that is, is that I used to ask questions rather than tell people what to do. Right. Um, and, I, and I discovered that things like silence, uh, allowing people to talk, mm. asking them what they think uh, they should be doing rather than telling them what to do, mm. seemed to work. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> found the formula. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice accident. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's that, that also that um, willingness to, to learn and continue to learn mm. as well. Is a, is a, a little bit humbling, and I think one of the most, one of the most, and I'll say the word powerful. One of the most powerful things I think when, when talking to people about that are in distress and are finding life hard and they've got challenges, is to um, not replay your home movie mm. to them. Yeah, and, and that's a natural thing because when we're when we're talking to people that are, that are upset, mm. we want to help them. We want to mm. reach out metaphorically almost and. And give them a hug and yeah. say, look, it'll, it'll be okay. But we actually don't know that it's going to be okay. No. And in some situations, it's not okay. Mm. Um, 
And so uh, a phrase that I, that I did find quite powerful is um, to say to someone, I have no idea what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've had people say to me, thank you yeah. for saying that. Because I think sometimes when you do the whole, you know, it's going to be okay, or if you then try to compare what they're going through to maybe something you've been through, it's like, oh, you're already missing, this person just needs to be heard. That, that is very powerful, I think, yeah. saying that. It's huge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to, to sit back and listen. Mm. Um, and, the, and the thing that I've, I've learned um, in my work, uh, particularly over the last uh, you know, six years, is uh, to trust. Mm-hmm. To trust other people that they are the expert in their life mm. and that they know instinctively what to do. They may not know what to do right now in this point in mm. time. And that's not a bad thing. I actually refer to it as, um, uh, in the first book, as uh, a point of curiosity. Is that when we're in that state, it's very uncomfortable, mm. but we're also curious. You know, we're looking on the bright side of things. It's, 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 um, and that comes back to the concept of the fear as well. Yeah. Is that I don't know what to do. I don't mm. know if that you hear that all the time. And it should not be something that we should fear. We should welcome it mm. because it's an actual opportunity for us to explore. Well, what are, what possibilities are there for me? Yeah. Um, you know, how how can I turn this around? Yeah. How can I look for the things that are, that are good and not necessarily all the bad, all the things that are bad? Mm. And then in terms of the uh, as a tool, the affirmations mm. is okay. What do we do about that? Mm. And what we do about it is we just we need to have a, a process or a tool so we can remind ourselves that you can you got this. Yeah. You can do it. You can do and it. And if you don't know what, what to do, you can ask somebody. Yeah. Asking for help is a huge step. Yeah. Massively. So you touched a bit on the fear there. Obviously, the second book, that's one of the big themes of it. Um, What has been your experience with fear and, I guess, overcoming it? Yeah. I think, um, well, well, for me, um, we're all afraid of something. Mm. Uh, Yes. Podcasting. Yeah. (laughs) Podcasting. Relationships, yep. work, um, life, life, uh, walking outside. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, I, there's a. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid of giants, right? So, and there's a, there's a name for it. It's called B phi phobia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, I'm for a minute, I was like, wow. Yeah, okay, that's an what, interesting what, thing. What's, what's the other? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, a, I'm an exponent of dad jokes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. So yeah, another another thing I'm afraid of is escalators. Okay, but I'm taking steps. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Although I actually did have an unfortunate encounter with an escalator when I was quite young, oh. and I hated getting on escalators for a good. I reckon it would have been about a year after that. I was very young. I was like six or seven. Yeah, um, how, yeah like how I kind of. I think one day I just I was with my mum. She was with me when I, because I kind of slipped on an escalator a couple of, I didn't go down the whole thing, but a couple of steps and obviously very upset, crying, you know, all that kind of thing. And then I think eventually it was just like, well, I have to get downstairs. I'm with mom. She's going that way. I'll just do it. Like, just do it. You get a bit of courage. Yeah. And you just do it. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah, don't question it. Mm. Mm. During that time, Mm. while you were just doing it, Mm. you were probably... Absolutely 
shit scared. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. But then I got to the end and I was okay. Yeah. Did you run around and do it again? Oh, I don't think straight away. <laughs> but I can safely say now I like an escalator. Okay. I'm good with them. That's good. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and see, that's, that's the okay part. Mm. I think part of the, the, the debilitating and um, um, constraining thing about fear is, is that we can get to a point where it um, immobilizes us. Yes. And, of course, obviously in very severe situations like agriculture, Mm. And, other, and other very real phobias, not the phobias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the real ones. Mm. Um, that can be very uh, destructive to our lives because we're so we are so afraid and overwhelmed mm. by it. But you know, for me, that the, the uh, it's not my quote, but I don't know where I read it. But the, the true uh, definition of courage is holding your fear and doing it anyway, mm. exactly what you did. Yeah. And that is that's the definition of courage. Yeah. It's not being arrogant mm. and, and you know, popping your chest and saying, no. I can do this because I've done it a million mm. times. It's, it's, wow, this is this is a real challenge for me yep. and I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I know I need to do this, mm. uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then we learn, you know, how, how to do it better mm. next time around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there have been situations in, in my own personal life to answer your question. Um, it's a good question, so I am. But, um, there are times where you haven't got a choice. Mm. You know, you're faced with move, moving forward or, or not. And the not part is just you know, something that you can't continue mm. because it's not sustainable no. for all, all sorts of reasons. Mm. And um, coming back to how it manifests in you know, the, um, uh, my affirmations is there's, there's one that I, that I I couldn't find the support that I was looking for at the time mm. when, when things were, were, were tough for me. And, um, you know, I had a lot of responsibility. Um, uh, 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 my marriage fell apart. I'd lost my job. Um, I uh, discovered that I'd had uh, an, an illness that was going to be with me for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, you know, there, were, there weren't people that I could, I could talk to about how, how I was feeling. Mm. And so it was that feeling of being very much alone. Mm. Um, so I looked for some support. I looked for, for things to... to Cheer me up and get yeah. me going. Some some sort of inspiration to, to help me to, to limp along uh, yep. in life, and I couldn't find anything. So I, so I thought, well, look, I'll just uh, I'll just I know that I need to talk to myself. Mm. So I, I came up with, with the affirmation that I, that I put I, I had in the book, and it's uh, and I would repeat these words to myself every single morning mm. of every single day in front of the mirror, with literally with tears streaming down my face, mm. saying, I am a good person. Do good things. I can make a difference. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what kept what kept me going. Yeah. yeah. Do you still say those things? I occasionally have occasionally to have say to. it to yeah. myself, <laughs> just as a reminder. Yeah. And, and I will pop open my own book mm. uh, and, and have a look uh, and, and just remind myself because of the the, um, the thing that, that I, I have come to to know about negativity. Mm particular things like fear, uh, is that it's necessary. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. It basically keeps us alive. Yeah. You know, it stops us from wandering out onto the, onto the street, mm. getting run over. It stops us from, you know, leaning over too far on that, that balcony mm. uh, to fall off. Uh, it stops us doing crazy things that are going to hurt us. Mm. Um, and because of that, we give it 
due value. Yes. But what we don't do is understand that there's also a balance to that. There are things that, that, that will also encourage us and motivate us, inspire us, uh, help us feel good and happy. You know, things like love and compassion and mm. friendships and, and all of those things, they have equal value. But because the other stuff, the negative stuff, keeps us alive yeah. in very what we see as very serious situations, we tend to give it more value. Yeah. And so we have a tendency to be hardwired towards the negativity and sometimes we can get to a point where that becomes overwhelming mm. and we need to bring ourselves back into back. that balance yeah and just so to be kind to ourselves and say well, what would you tell your best friend mm. who's going through some tough times mm. you're not going to say you know, you're old fat lazy <laughs> ugly you're going to say if you are you're a really bad friend, <laughs> you are a worst friend. <laughs> you're going to say you're trying really hard mm. um, you're looking for answers um Keep going. Mm. You know, you, you've, you've done some great things in the past and you can do more things in the future. Mm. You know, you care about, you know, your family, you care about your career, you care about others. So, you know, keep going. Mm. You know, you're doing good and I'm here for you. Mm. And that's an affirmation. Yes. If we say it to ourselves. Yeah. I am a good person. I do good things. I can make a difference. Is that something that in some of your workshops and work that you do that you, you share with you know, whether it's an individual or the group, or are there maybe a couple of other affirmations that are like your go-to when you're doing, you know, the work that you do? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is situational. Mm. Um, just talking about fear is, is something that, that helps people mm. because they there's a tendency to avoid it. Yeah. Because it's it's seen to be negative. Mm. But I, I more more or less say. Look, it's um, uh, if we embrace it, if it's if we look at it as a friend, okay, that's that's a hard thing to do yeah. to say because it's unpleasant. I don't mm. like being afraid. But if we look at it as as a friend and we embrace it and then put it on our shoulder as someone who's is tapping us on the shoulder and saying, look, look, well, I, you know, I don't think you should jump off that cliff. It's mm. not a good idea. It would be very exciting. Mm. Maybe we'll put a parachute on mm. or a hang glider. Or better still, we'll put you inside a train so that you can glide yeah. down. Or maybe an aeroplane. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, okay, well, thanks for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like the thrill of the roller coaster. Mm. But but let's put the seatbelt on. Yeah. And see and see how we can you know, keep ourselves safe mm. at the same time of, of going forward. And in that sense, the seatbelt is uh, preparation, maybe. Mm. Really, I'm really scared of the podcast, mm. but I like it and I want to do it. Yeah. But maybe I should just prepare myself for it. Yes. And I've got a little seatbelt, and, yeah. and and I've got that you now. I've got my, a little bit more confidence. I'm still going to feel excited. And yeah. Scared, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway, and here yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the other main theme of the second book is gratitude. So I wanted just to get a little bit of insight into what things you're grateful for in your life. Obviously, at the moment, we're going through, you know, the COVID-19 situation as well. So I know for myself, I've been trying to practice gratitude a lot more the last few months. Um, so what are some of the things in your life that you're grateful for? There are so many. Mm. Yeah, there are so many. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we can be grateful for, and it sounds... It sounds corny and it sounds, you know, um, humbling as well. But there are things like you 
sunshine and, and relationships and, and being with people. Mm. Um, uh, spending time with my grandsons. Mm. Um, uh, good food. Yes. Uh, and like I said before, when I, when I uh, come in today, it's mm. uh, sleep. Yeah. Sleep is such a wonderful thing. I love sleep. Yeah, hot, hot, <laughs> hot showers. Mm. Um, having a laugh. Mm. Um, learning new things. Mm. Going to the movies. I'm a big movie buff. Yeah. I love movies because they're the, they're the modern day storytellers. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's how, as a society, we, we remember things and we learn things and we, and we cement them. Uh, music. Um, the list goes on and on and on. But, mm. but um, you know, it's, it's also noticing these things and seeing how they impact on us, uh, how positive they are, uh, relationships, mm. work. Work work is good, you know, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're achieving things and, and you're making a difference, you know, that's great. Uh, I love writing, I love reading, you know, mm. you know, finding out about new things, how to love the shit out of life. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a long, long, long list mm. and, and um, you know, and just being able to... to Tap yourself again on, on the shoulder, just as you would with fear, to be mm. able to say, well, there's a lot of things that I really love and I enjoy. I enjoy life so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, often my youngest daughter will, will say to me, when I'm taking up a new project, you've got enough projects, Dad, that you, you haven't got time for any more. And I said, but I want to do this. Yeah. I really want to do this. And so I do. Mm. Uh, and I find the time to do the things that, that are important. And, uh, you know, I, I just love life. Oh, so important. So important. Just on the topic of reading and writing and books, is there going to be a third book? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So actually, see, three is very important to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is why the, 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 the three, three, yes. Like, yes, I can handle three things. So the mm. three things is important. It's not only a way to, to find balance, like work, rest, and play, mm-hmm. three things. Um, but also to simplify and be very strategic about what, you, what you're doing. Yes. Just do three things. And if you can do three things a day, uh, in a positive sense, mm. you're really making great progress. Oh, and, and fantastic. And you can look back on that. Mm. Instead of the 103 things that might be on your to-do list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the second one is the pulling out the, the tool of the affirmation, which is the fear of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And the, the third one um, is also a reference back to the first book, is um, I, I a lot of fictional characters that I talk about mm. um, rather than um, uh, talking about other people uh, that, I, that I might work with, mm. uh, which would be obviously a breach of confidentiality. Yes. So I make up, I make make up, up some names. Characters. Yeah. Uh, and so the third book I, I've titled uh, Rebuilding the Village. So it's that, that mm. age-old concept of, of you know, it takes a, a village to raise a child, yes. to support an adult, um, to, to build a society. Surprisingly, there are, there'll be three chapters in that. About three, <laughs> three ways of doing things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, mm. so that that actually fits uh, the set. Oh, amazing. So they'll, they'll, they all they'll all have a similar look mm. and, and uh, a similar colour scheme, and they, it will fit together as as a suite of three books. Exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Do we have a, an idea when that might come out? It's. Uh, the concept's there. I've mm. done a lot of the writing already. Um, there's a, a little bit of research I still need to do. Yeah. Um, the, there's the second chapter in the, in the book, I'll be highlighting things that are happening in our community yeah. to rebuild the village. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and I was excited to, to you know, one of your previous podcasters, 
uh, Sonia from Bar Central Cafe in, yes. in Campbelltown. Mm. Um, she does a lot of community work. She yes. has the, 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 the cafe there as a, as a hub for community activities. Mm. So I'll be highlighting a lot of those things that are occurring in our, in our community. Awesome. Um, so how, how people are actually bringing together others mm. and, su and supporting one another in a village concept. Yes. Yeah. So, that. so um, that's, that's the part of the research I'm doing at the moment. Awesome. But, I mean, just very quickly, the, the, the three ways that I see that we build a village is physically have a village. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the, uh, the absolute size that, that makes a, a great village concept, I think, is, is in the order of about, um, it could be 300 people, somewhere between 160 to 300 people. It right. seemed, seemed to be the, the essence of, of creating a, you know, a healthy society. Right. Um, not too small, not too big. Mm. Um, so you can do that. Around the world, where people are able to build new suburbs, they're looking at village concepts. Mm. So there are places where people can work, places where people can play, people work where, where people can live. Places. All connected. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So that that's one way. Mm. Uh, another way is, is uh, in a virtual sense, which is that chapter two, where people are bringing together community mm -hmm. and creating community, no matter where they're living, mm. that they actually come together um, and, and support one another. Final way is uh, as an individual. Uh, we all have different roles in our lives that mm. we take on. Uh, one, one minute we can be a student, the next we can be a teacher, the next we can be a writer, the next mm. we can be a reader, we can be a cook, we can be a gardener, we can be a, a mother, a father, a grandparent. Maybe not all at once, mm, yeah. but but <laughs> but we have within us these different roles, mm. and and we can draw upon our own uh, independence and resilience to be able to support ourselves. And in that sense, we have an internal village. Oh, amazing. We have an internal village. We do. Yeah. I was just thinking of all the different hats that I wear, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay, there's an internal village going on inside yeah. me. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're coming towards, I guess, the end of the podcast, um, and I always like to get my guests to summarize the topic that we've spoken about so glenn how would you say you love the shit out of fear i think i mentioned i probably mentioned it already mm. is to see it as a friend mm. um, embrace it it's part of who we are it's a it's a good thing it's a healthy thing it stops us from doing dumb things and being too risky um, and so if we do if we do that we'll, we'll have a different perspective see it as an, a natural part of who we are, like all of our emotions. Mm. All of our emotions are valid, they're natural, they're real, um, and what we can do about it is the way we respond to that. And if we are able to respond, we actually become more responsible. Mm. And uh, I do a little bit of play on, on words there with the word responsible, we're, we're able to respond um, to any circumstance and situation, whether that's to withdraw, to uh, get help, mm. Forward uh, with courage, or to build a capability and to do something about it. So, fear is, is something for us to embrace. Mm. I think as as a as a friend. Yeah. And that's that's hard mm. because it it's is. scary yes. by, by nature. Yes. Yeah, but if we can get to that situation where we think, okay, yeah, it is scary, and I am going to be scared, and I'm going to shake, and my body's going to mm. tremble, um, and I'm, you know, it's I'm going to be uncomfortable. So what am I going to do about it? Mm. I can do something. Yeah. yeah. 
Fantastic. Fear is your friend. Yeah. That's the, the theme of today. <laughs> so I think you might have touched on this before when we were talking about gratitude, but what are some other things that you love the shit out of? I love this, this. I love that we, uh, as as individuals and collectively as uh, as friends and people, that we you know we're continually learning mm. about things. Um, you know, I'm con- continually surprised about you know what else do I need to do and what, what what else can I do and what else can I learn and understand about things and, and enjoy. Um, I think um, um, having that willingness. To, to participate mm. uh, and to put my hand up and say, uh, can I have a go at that? Um, can I spend time with you? Um, uh, can I have a laugh? Can mm. I learn? And it's just just a you know, wonderful roller coaster. Mm. Um, and uh, I, like I said, I love reading. I love listening to stories. I love telling stories. Um, and uh, life is good. Yes, it really is. It's. I think it's important... Um, to stress that, obviously, again, given the current circumstances and what we find ourselves in in this COVID-19 situation, just reminding people that life is good. At the moment, there's some sucky things going on and, and there's yeah. people obviously going through really hard times and, and there's a very serious element to what we're dealing with, but yeah. there are yeah. still so many things to be grateful for and, you know, to love the shit out of because mm-hmm. it's important. So just to finish up, uh, how can people get in touch with you, Glenn? Um, yeah, well, I've got a website, but Facebook is, is becoming probably the predominant way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, personally, send me, just drop me an email. Um, phone, I don't often answer. <laughs> um, so, That's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I do answer it, but, mm. uh, but sometimes I'll, I'll look and think, I don't know that number. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm reading, mm. uh, I'm going to do that because I need to have some of my balance. My time, Very important. but but certainly yeah, Facebook's probably probably the best. Mm. Um, um, Pre-COVID and probably uh, hopefully soon, um, the, uh, there's a bookstore in Arthur Square at Campbelltown, uh, Bookface. Mm-hmm. They stock my books, and on a regular basis, I'll drop in there and do a signing. Oh, amazing! Yeah, very happy mm. for people to come along and have a chat. Yeah, uh, and you know, hopefully buy a book. Uh, so there are always ways that you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I've had a a ball. Thank you. I've loved the shit out of it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome.